This podcast is brought to you by Kathy Kirk and her two books, The Earthling's Quick Start Guide and Well Done, A Story of Applied Spirituality, both with free online courses. Please join Kathy and Greg on podcast number 778 as they speak about our current day challenges with COVID-19 and how this is shifting our focus to spirituality, thus giving us a new life perspective. Applied spirituality is a worldview, a cosmology, and becomes a personal moment-to-moment practice. It naturally includes everyone and everything, not just on Earth, but the universe as well. Greg and Kathy also have an in-depth conversation about the ascension process and how letting go of our fears leads to a life fulfilled in every way at all levels. If you want to know more about Kathy Kirk and her website, please go to www.appliedspirituality.com. You can also contact Kathy direct at kath at appliedspirituality.com. I hope you enjoy this engaging interview with author, Ascension Coach, Kathy Kirk of Applied Spirituality. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And Claudia, as I do every time I go on these shows, I thank the listeners, the people from around the world that we get that support the show and have supported the show for some time. We've been on the air 14 years and almost 800 podcasts, and we thank you. And joining us from San Pablo, Brazil, is Claudia Navon. Is that, am I saying the last name right? Navone. Navone. Okay. Navone. It's, a beautiful, it's Navone. It's a beautiful name. And she has a very, very fascinating novel called The Shapeshifter, A Tale from Glitter to Light. And for all of you who are on a spiritual journey, you're going to want to listen carefully uh, to this particular podcast by this author. And she is, this is a Waterside production, and uh, Bill Gladstone and I are friends, and that's how I found out about Claudia. So, Claudia, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. She was born in Florence. Claudia spent her career working for uh, illustrious publications such as L.A., The Sunday Times, Harper's Bazaar. Following a spontaneous and powerful spiritual awakening, she left fashion behind to follow a new path. And now she divides her time between Florence, London, and Lisbia, and travels extensively as a mentor and teacher of the Divine University. Well. Claudia, thank you for being on with us, and I think one of the best ways for us to kind of start this off is, you know, when you talk about in the preface of your book, because your book is kind of divided up into four or five sections, and it's your journey, the way you've actually laid out the chapters in this book, and you mentioned in the preface of the book that since you were a, a little girl, you had the ability to, to see the unseen and that your seership has also gifted you direct contact with spirit. You tell the listeners a little bit about your story and how you use the powers that you have that actually everybody has. You even say that. We all have it. We just have to find it uh, to help other people on their spiritual path. 
So, hello, Greg, and Thank hello, you. everyone that is listening. Thank you so much for being here and listening to me and my story. So, yes, it's true. Since I was a child, I had the most incredible dreams, and I could see angels and beings from the other side. Uh, obviously, at that age, I was not aware that we are multidimensional beings and that also the earthly reality is only one of the many, many realities. Um, there are all these amazing worlds of light who are simultaneously, at the same time, they're here with our earthly reality. But, you know, I wasn't aware then. And also, everyone in my family, my mothers, my father, and my sister, we all had these incredible gifts of seership. But obviously, again, at the time, I had no idea that you can use this gift to help other people because you have to develop yourself in order to do this. Um, so, you know, when I was a little girl, I was just thinking that, it was like being Alice in Wonderland, basically. But I always believed in the other world, in the world of the unseen. And my story um, tells very clearly that the world of the unseen has been helping me since I was a child because they guided me. They guided me through my life. They guided me in making choices even before my super duper fashion awakening which only came much later in my in my early 40s um so now i know exactly how to use my gift because my gift supports me to look through all of these amazing dimensions of light supports me to see the beings of light, the angels, the archangels, the enlightened masters, the starry beings. And there is this incredible family of light that helps us. They have all these amazing powers and gifts, and I am simply a channel. You're I'm helping, a channeler. You're helping people to awaken to... Yes, yeah. I, I, I am helping in co-creation with the family of Flat. Yeah. Now, you know, you you have been visited by a group of enlightened masters mm. from the Brotherhood of Light. Um, many of my listeners won't know who that is or what that <laughs> is. And and they asked you to write this book. Um, yes, they the did. After book. What is the purpose of the book? And what do you want our listeners to really know uh, about their abilities to say, well, you've told your journey. Look, I wasn't on this journey. My ego had me. I was writing for all of these magazines and a fashion editor and all of this. And then I had this awakening. And I want you to know there is someplace else you can go. What do you want the purpose of this book to do? What do you, would you so like the, to help people? So the purpose of this book is to convey to absolutely everyone that despite of 
all of us having karma and having many, many difficulties probably in, in our life because no one has the perfect life. You know, even if someone may be wealthy, but, you know, other stuff doesn't work. And so my message is that we are incredibly powerful being and when we are starting to open ourselves to our spiritual power that we all have all of us i'm not at all special we all have it then magic starts really to happen but it is a journey of opening our hearts and it is a journey of a certain discipline, I suppose, but it is the most amazing journey because when you are starting to transform yourself from within and you are starting to liberate yourself from all the limitations, from all the fears, from all the conditionings, you know, from all the old paradigms, then we can get to our essence. And our essence, it's so bright. We have so much light. Oh, we have immense love and immense power of creation. And when we are starting to transform the inside, then our reality can also transform in well, the that best is, possible. That's really a, a, an important point you make because when our realities shift and our perspective shifts. And that's what happened to you. You said one morning in Australia, you had what you referred to as fantasy colliding with reality <laughs> and a shift in your dimension. Now, look, we talk about the fourth, fifth realm that people can actually go to. That's frequently mentioned. Um, if you would tell us about that moment in your life, because really it's, from your book, it sounded like everything shifted for you and changed. It was almost like a, a, a huge awakening for you and an epiphany about how you were going along in life and how you needed to change. And did you do anything special to set up for that? I know the journey, you know, you talk about it in the book prior to that was, was what you refer to in the book as the waiting room, right? You have this whole section about the waiting, almost like you were waiting to have this happen. Well, I mean, you know, probably my uncle, I mean, it was all in the unconscious, wasn't it? I really did not know with my mind that all of this was going to happen. So, you know, as I said, as a child, I had all these extraordinary adventures with beings from the other side, but I never knew with my mind. I never really prepared myself. This just happened. So obviously I had a contract. My soul had a contract for this to happen um, because we all have contracts, you know, to start Are you with. speaking of Akashic Records at this point? I am speaking of, uh, yes, of soul contracts that we make, that each one of us, not us as in Claudia or Greg, but our souls prior to coming to back to the earth, we all have a contract. The soul knows the life that we are going to have because there is only one purpose why we're coming back here. And this is to dissolve our karmas and to go on an amazing evolution of consciousness, basically. 
But when we come back here, we don't know this. There are so many veils and not everyone has a contract to awaken in this lifetime. But we all have contracts to awaken at a certain lifetime. And I have to say that now we are really moving towards a period of great, great awakening. So obviously my soul had a contract where I was going to awaken and be part of all the light workers. There are so many of us here on earth now working with the light, working with the family of light and helping all of our brothers and sisters to also awaken. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, and you, well, you can sense it. And even during these times of oh my COVID God, yeah. and where people are being confined in their homes and whatever, you can see the light coming out. And, mm-hmm. and the, the, they always say that darkness serves the light. Right? Yes. So this dark time that people could say we're in is serving the light because it's getting people to actually come out. And you speak about your years in the waiting room as a time before this spiritual awakening. If you would, can you tell the listeners about what it was like to live the lie, as you say, and how you can hear the true soul's calling and trust it to guide them on an enlightened path of return versus just, oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and keep living this lie, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a lie. It's like it's veiled, you know? It's like living veiled, living outside of the spiritual truth, basically. That's what it is. So it's not a lie. It's just a state of unconsciousness. It's a state of sleeping instead of being awakening. So what does it mean to be spiritually awakened? To be awakened means you start to remember the truth, the truth of your soul, the spiritual truth. You start to remember that you have all this power. You start to remember that you can be connected to your higher self and be completely guided into this life. You start to remember maybe the Akashic records where your karma is. How can you dissolve your karma? You can only dissolve your karma through love. So that's why. In the awakening, usually there are two stages. The first stage is the awakening of the light. The second stage is the awakening of the heart. Our heart needs to open. That is, I mean, the most massive problems that we have with humanity now is the disconnection from the heart. Many are disconnected from their own heart. And I was completely disconnected from my own heart. So my story Really, it's about my journey to go back into my heart, to be reconnected with my own heart, because the heart is this huge spiritual portal. It is from the heart portal that you can travel, you know, in all the worlds of light, make contacts um, with all the beings, make contacts with the, you know, highest part of yourselves, because Mm -hmm. this is something else that I really want to say, which is important. I want all of our listeners to know that they all have amazing parts of their own consciousness in a higher realms of light. So what I mean is that all of us, we have access to a higher consciousness. 
And so that true. is what changes your life. You know, when you connect with your higher consciousness, that's how you start to change everything in your life. I so think that's one of the keys. Sorry, yes. sorry. Oh, totally. No, totally. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, we're born into these families and you had a mother and father that uh, had an influence on you that um, I think in your case was really quite unusual and quite <laughs> special. And I wanted you to tell our listeners, because look, we all come into this world through parents and then we have usually have siblings and we have people that influence us and in the kind of work we do. And if you really look at your path, and you go back and you did a histogram, you would see all these generations of people that have had this influence. Tell our listeners a bit about your mom and dad and the influence that they had on you taking this spiritual path. So both my parents um, had gifts of their own, both of them. Um, my father was very reluctant uh, to um, embrace anything spiritual. I think he was, he was put in boarding school, in a very Catholic boarding school when he was very young, and he hated the old Catholic system. And he was confusing religion with spirituality. But apart from that, he could see the unseen, like he could see dead people all the time. And my mother was truly amazing because she was so spiritually connected. And she was my first teacher, really, my first spiritual teacher. Since I was very young, she taught me about karma, reincarnations, you know, all these very unusual things. So, and she always helped me to see life also in a very different way. And as my mother, she always gave me the most incredible freedom since I was very young. Freedom of following my heart, freedom of following my path. And my dad, who, you know, lived a bit in his own world, I guess, just went along with it as well. So I was very, very lucky to receive these two parents. Obviously, it was all done in purpose, I suppose. But let me free to explore life. And, you know, I left home when I was 13 or 14. Um, and, 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 you know, I went first to boarding school to study ballet and everything. But then I traveled to New York. I traveled to London when I was 17, 19, and started all of my life on my own without really parental guides. Um, but I always had this inner knowing you had uh, the freedom, though. You, they gave and I had a freedom. tremendous yeah. amount of freedom. They did. I think that that was important to it, you know. And because of this glamorous life that you lived, with, <laughs> um, as you spoke about, in the world, you traveled a lot. And you, your love life was really pretty interesting as well. And you mm. returned to Sydney, and you fell in love with uh, Lancelot. And during that period, you realize that misusing your sexual power, uh, and this is an important point in the book, can produce a great imbalance in your life. As a matter of fact, you used to be jealous of these other women. And I remember reading this part in the book, and this is a, it sounded like it was very painful for you. So but, painful. And, and you said, uh, that you lack the full awareness that we are indeed the creators of our own reality and responsible for our own actions. And your actions at that time weren't very good. 
Nope. Um, you, you weren't like this most loving, kind, compassionate person. Nope. Um, you state that your love life was cursed with karma accumulated during many past lives that bound you to unhappiness. What was your epiphany from this relationship and the spiritual lessons? Because there'd be a lot of people out there that might be thinking about relationships they've had and what they could learn from you as a result of how they treated others and treated themselves. Well, that was so, I mean, for me, my biggest karma was all in my intimate relationship. So I have to explain a little bit more. On one side, since I was young, I was obsessed with romantic love. That was my biggest obsession in life. But I wanted to find this ideal man and have the most incredible romantic life with this ideal man. So I went on a search for that. But it, it was really a search. I don't even think I was ever capable of falling truly in love with the persons. I was always falling in love with the ideals of these persons. And then because it was an ideal and not the truth, I would always be so disappointed and blaming all of these poor boyfriends and lovers of mine for everything without ever seeing the truth of myself as that I couldn't really love in any deep way because my heart was very closed. So I was just uh, chasing this romantic dream, like, like in a Hollywood movie, you know? So chasing this romantic dream, but never really um, having the true love, for, I think, I really believe, for any of them. It was only the chase. And in this chase, I would, uh, you know, take men from other women and... Uh, not caring if they were in another relationship because I was pursuing this dream. But it was a big illusion. Um, and, and, in, and in that way, I really felt this tremendous karma that I did build before, especially through my ancient Egyptians' life. Uh, I had tremendous karma with men. And so I would chase this dream and get them for a while, but I could never keep them. I could never keep them because it wasn't true love. It was this chasing the ideals. And I was completely and utterly controlled by wanting and desires, Greg. Wanting and desires. That's all that really was driving me in life before, before my awakening. Well, you, I you, obviously, desired, you know? obviously were in the physical world and bound by the ego and you were being driven by that because a lot of your life was that, yes. you know, when you live this glorious life, you know, and you talk about this embarking on a trip to Ayers Rock for a photo shoot when you were living this glamorous life. And um, this was when you were in Australia. And for those of you who want to look up Ayers Rock, uh, just uh, you'll see where it is. It's like in the middle of nowhere. Um, at the time, you had not made the connection between the spiritual nature of the location that you were going to, which the natives uh, who live in there, the Aborigines, uh, really say it's such a sacred place. Um, but while you were there, there was this booming voice, a powerful, thunderful, thundering voice that spoke to you. Tell us about the experience and how this led 
to not only your spiritual path, but really it sounded in the book as if that was kind of a, a major shift for you. It was like, wow, here I go to this place for this photo shoot and this voice is talking to me. And I just thought it was uh, fascinating. So let our listeners know. Yeah, well, it was even more than one voice. I mean, I was in this group of people, with this group of people from my, fa- you know, from the fashion shoot, and we decided to go and and and, and visit Katatuya, which is this other rock formation close to Ayers Rock. And all of a sudden, the most incredible things happened. It was like I actually jumped dimensions because all of a sudden I was alone. Were in a place obviously there, but I did not know where I was, and I lost the whole group. Like I lost everyone, and then I felt the booming voice that told me to sit down and wait for fifteen twenty minutes because the mail from my group would come back and get me and find me and get me. And then I was given all of these instructions of things that I needed to do because they had to speak to me. And so I knew it was someone from the other side, you know, and, and so I followed all the instruction and it was just probably uh, one of my most powerful pre-experiences before my awakening, because obviously they were like preparing me, you know, step by step, they were preparing me to receive this awakening. And, and, and the last thing that happened in that magical day in the outback in Australia um, was that this giant spirit in the form of a white kangaroo, but I say giants, came out the middle of nowhere and touched myself and my beautiful friend that was with me and she shared these adventures with me and uh, and that was like a blessing from you know from the other side and then of course many years later i realized that katatuya is uh, and ayers rock is one of the most powerful portal of creation on earth and so obviously if you are very spiritual open you can have the most incredible adventures there and yeah. and that is what happened to me I've heard of that. I've heard that, you know, Ayers Rock can be a pretty interesting place for people to actually awaken. It is extraordinary. Um, Yeah. And, you know, you you have these spirit guides, and I'm going to call Dalman the spirit guide, and it wanted to help you better understand your obsession with someone or something is more of a mechanism that can be compared to an energetic drilling of the mind, is what you said. (laughs) What did Dalman teach you about this infatuation, infatuation mm-hmm. with Lancelot? And what lessons would you like to inform our listeners of about? Now, in a Buddhist precept, this is pretty straightforward, um, you know, attachment to things, right? Yeah. Buddhists have a very, very strong concept about, you know, how attached you are to anything. Whoa. So let our listeners know about your issue you had with attachment because like you said you were always trying to uh, um it would be happy here but you're having a challenge being happy because you thought that you had to own something yes and you, if you're if you are in love love is letting the other person go so the lamb was my 
first uh, spiritual guide. He manifested one day when I was in Bali and he was there for exactly one year to my huge, you know, a spiritual awakening. So he really prepared me for one year. And, uh, and that was the time where I was the most desperate about these men I was passionate about, which I call, uh, I call Lancelot in my book because some of the men I, I've been with are quite well known and I wanted to protect everyone, you see, from, because it's not, it's not a, a, a book about scandals. It's a spiritual book. So anyway, and I was so obsessed with Lancelot and, uh, these would like drive me in a complete madness almost. And it was like having something drilling my brain, you know, obsession. Obsession is something that is drilling us. And attachment, as you said, I had so many attachments and I was so attached with him and I could not see the truth. I could not see the truth of the situation. But he, you know, I was never meant to be with this man, really. It was just a karmatic lesson. But at the time, even poor Galen, which was the most amazing spirit, had difficulties in, in keeping me together in that because I had such a strong mind. You see, I did not learn yet to let go, to let go of my mind, to let go of my wantings, to let go of my desires. I was so... Like the, my mind was so powerful and I thought I was always right. Can you imagine? I just thought I was always right. And if I wanted something enough, I could get it. Because that was also the way I was living my life. I wanted this and I was getting it. I wanted that and I was getting it. So uh, I was always a manifester, but my manifestations were never complete. So I could only manifest parts of things because it is only when you really truly co-create with spirit that you can manifest the full thing. And so my manifestations were always like, they were happening, but they were not complete. There was always something missing there, if mm-hmm. it makes sense to you, Greg. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Many people can manifest, but they're manifesting in the material, not in the spiritual world. And so you could manifest the physical presence, but that doesn't mean that you had the depth of, of love because you were saying, oh, I had to have it. I, you know, in, yes. other, in other words, whatever you wanted, you were kind of getting for the most yes. part, right? Yes, for the most yeah. part, but it would never make me happy. It would always left me empty because in the end there was no love with that. Right, right. So you had another spiritual teacher, Koala. Is that how you oh, say yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Siyama um, Koala Phoenix. And you had a very special relationship uh, with this, mm-hmm. this spiritual guide. What are a few of the lessons that she taught you along this spiritual <laughs> path? Just a few. And then we're going to go into the Council of the Divine Masters. So Koala was my teacher. She's still my teacher. She will be, always be my teacher. She's the founder of the Divine University, of which I am a mentor and teacher. And quite frankly, she told me, she taught me everything I know. And what I'm saying by that, in the Divine University is a very revolutionary 
new spiritual education. I say new, but it's so ancient, really. Probably the most ancient of all, or one of the most ancient of all. And all that we know comes directly from the family of light. So obviously, Koala is an amazing channeler. And uh, for many years, I did schools with her. I received private sessions from her. She really taught me the way of the heart. That's what she taught me in a few words. I mean, the lessons are never ending, you know, and it's all about consciousness as well. Um, she um, was my teacher of consciousness, and now I'm the teacher of consciousness of many others because it's all about consciousness and the heart, basically. So she, she helped me to shift my consciousness. That's why my book is called The Shapeshifter, because what I received was a total shift shifting of my own consciousness and this is going on and on and on on daily basis it's a never-ending affair obviously exactly yeah you know you know and the title the title is really really very appropriate for mm -hmm. this tale from glitter to light and for someone like yourself and it's very evident to our listeners at this point that you have lived a life that has shifted you have had many fears You've been able to co- overcome many of those fears. And you know, Claudia, while in meditation one morning, you were visited by the Council of Divine Masters who provided you with the next part of the divine plan. Um, what I'd like you to tell our listeners that about is after this visit, what is part two of the divine <laughs> plan? So I am on a big divine plan. When, when you walk a very spiritual path, uh, and also you are a channeler of the enlightened masters like myself, um, you receive a divine plan. You don't know every single part of it, but basically is these incredible things where you just have to surrender and everything that needs to happen happens. And this is how I live my life. My life is completely guided by this divine plan. I don't do anything if it's not guided. Um, So I receive this incredible guidance from my higher self, from the councils of enlightened masters. And, uh, they gave me many years ago the first part of the plan, which was to completely let go of everything in my previous life and all of my possessions, basically, to be able to really go deeply on this path. And now we, we begin a few years ago the second part, which was, you know, including writing the books, teachings, giving workshops all over the world, uh, exactly what I'm doing. And, uh, um, you know, I don't, they, they don't tell me so much in advance because I don't, they don't want me to get overwhelmed. But this is my life. My life is completely in service to humanity and to Gaia, following the divine plan. That's how I live my life. I work 24-7 for humanity and for the earth, basically. Uh, and with great joy, you know, and uh, I'm starting to write my second book now. Uh, here in Sao Paulo, I've been seeing so many uh, people before, obviously, the, the COVID, you know, and they're giving workshop now. At the moment, I'm doing everything online. But my God, every day I've got so much to do. You know, Saturday, I'm giving a big workshop on Zoom. Um, for people here and in London, in New York, you know, all of that. Um, and, and that's all what I do. 
Well, look, your work now is on a spiritual level, and it's very important that, um, you know, you help and continue people on the spiritual path. And that's what I wanted to kind of wrap our interview up with. Um, What would you like to leave with the listeners this morning that have heard a little bit about your path and feel like maybe they want to join in with something with you? Um, uh, How would you help them move beyond their fears that might be holding them back? And what would you invite them to do to join you, not only just in maybe Uh, buying the book on Amazon, which we're going to have a link, obviously, and we'll put a link to your Instagram page, but really to get involved with maybe what you're doing to listen more about what it is that you do and how you could help them. Well, they can receive uh, uh, the workshops, uh, the private sessions. uh, um, You know, if they go on my Instagram, they can message me. Also recently in the Instagram I put many small meditations to help everyone in these very difficult times uh, to raise their vibrations, uh, to um, receive gifts from the family of light, to make them stronger, you know, and all of that. And also, of course, there is the amazing platform of the Divine University, the Sirius Library. And uh, they can get a lot of things from that as well and really start to open themselves up um, you know, to their own essence, because basically, I don't really believe in the you know Indian style guru very much. You know, I believe that we can be our own gurus. So I am only a bridge to teach everyone to connect to their own higher consciousness. That's what I am, basically so that they can be as guided as I am and, and shift their reality and found happiness and open their own heart and live every single day of their life in the highest potential. Because so, Claudia, how do they find the lessons from the Divine University? Where is there, if, if they go to it's your... Called, it's called the, the SeriousLibrary.com. The series? Se- the series, as in the star, you know, series. Oh, series. Series yes. library. So the com. That is the portal of the Divine University. So okay. that is one thing. And then if they want to connect directly with me, Instagram is the best because I love Instagram and that's at the moment is my platform. But also, I have to say something very important, um, and they will know this from the Instagram. There is a platform called In Spirit, which is being launched very soon by a very close friend of mine. And I am going to start to have my workshops and spiritual lessons and everything all on this platform as well. And this is going to happen in the next few weeks. So if people connect with my Instagram, then they will know what's happening. Beautiful. And what we're going to do is when we release your podcast here, we're also going to put uh, links to the series library, to your Instagram page, to the Amazon page where they can get the book to read more about your own personal journey to get involved. Well, Claudia, it was really, really wondrous having you on. I really enjoyed uh, this interview. I enjoyed the message that you have for people. Mm. And for my listeners, 
Um, we've been on with Claudia Navuan, and I, hopefully I'm saying that, The Shapeshifter, A Tale from Glitter to Light. We will have a link to the book um, on our blog entry. We will also have a link to her Instagram page and any of the other links that she provides for us so that you can get to the Divine University. We'll have that link as well. We really, really just want to wish you all the best in this journey and how, as you help others through this dark period of time into the light and understand more about what you can do to help and serve and what we all can do to help and serve. Uh, it's been a blessing having you on. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Greg. Uh, bye-bye, everyone. Bye.